The following program is recorded content created by The Truth Network. Could it be that 2021 is going to be an even crazier year than 2020? And what is God doing in the midst of it? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, you think, well, things can't get crazier than 2020, and we've moved on, and and Trump is behind us, and the craziness is behind us, and the riots are behind us, and then here comes 2021. What in the world is going on, and, and what is God doing in the world? This is Michael Brown. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm going to open up the phone lines for anything on your minds today, 866 Three four truth eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. A little later in the broadcast, I may share with you a, a very prescient warning from Charles Finney in July of eighteen thirty six that remains relevant for us today. So I, I I may do that as well. But first, let's let's kind of step back and think about what's happened so far in in twenty twenty one. So it starts, of course, with one of the most traumatic events in modern American history, the storming of the Capitol, the so-called insurrection, the massive crowd to rally there in D.C. to pray for justice in the elections, to, quote, stop the steal. And then President Trump saying, all right, we're going to walk over now to the Capitol. And, of course, you know the rest of the story. Things happened that others were certainly not planning to happen. Latest reports I've read indicate that there was not some massive, or I should say confirmed that there was some, not some massive conspiratorial plan to st- storm the Capitol that day. Some planned it, but it was, it was not this massive plan. The vast majority of people that were there were there to, 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 to pray and to, to rally together. But that happens. Absolutely traumatic event. And then as a result of that, Trump gets blamed for it, so he gets impeached a second time for <laughs> president who's ever been impeached twice and obviously political leanings caused that now add to that the fact that there are now calls for the impeachment of president biden this uh, correct me if i'm wrong i'm not a historian of american presidents but correct me if i'm wrong i'm i'm assuming that this would be the first time in the same calendar year that there were calls to impeach two different presidents the outgoing and the incoming that's part of the craziness of where we are. And, and then think back to this. There is then Twitter and big tech banning the man who's still the sitting president, banning him from social media. That was this year. That, that's major stuff. That's big stuff. That's unimaginable stuff. That was just this year, 2021. Okay. In no particular order. Let me go through a number of other things that happened. Israel, war with Hamas, Hamas taking advantage of some uh, emotional events and some controversial things taking place in Jerusalem. Now they're going to be the guardians of of the mosque and they're going to be the guardians of the sacred mount and they're going to attack. So, of course, you have Israel's Iron Dome largely successfully 
uh, defending against the missile attacks, but traumatic for the nation of Israel and casualties on all sides. That, that was just this year as well. And then, again, in no particular order, but since we mentioned Israel, Prime Minister Netanyahu out after serving as prime minister longer than any person in Israeli history. And then with an interesting coalition, Naftali Bennett getting in as the incoming prime minister then to, to shift over after two years to his, his counterpart. So this is, again, unprecedented kind of stuff. This has happened all this year. And then remember the Russian, alleged Russian hacking of the pipeline for our massive oil pipeline. And for the first time since the 70s, people are, are lining up at, uh, at, at pumps to get gas. And this happened during the, the crisis in the 70s, and that's when oil prices jumped dramatically and never came down to what they were before that. But people that are old enough to remember that's like, yeah, lining up to get gas again at the gas stations. So this was, and, and wearing masks in the process, because, yes, some of the biggest, biggest news thus far in the year is the resurgence of COVID. There was the feeling that, okay, we're getting over it and it's passing, be it through herd immunity, be it through people being vaccinated, be it for whatever reason, life started to get back to normal. You know, senators calling for, for masks to be removed in planes because it's still mandatory. And, you know, you get on the plane, they say, it doesn't matter what the state regulations are, federal regulations are thus and such. They have to wear a mask from the moment you get to the airport to the moment you leave. And, you know, senators saying, hey, it's time to, time to, to end this. It's, there's no reason for it. And then the Delta variant sweeps in. And now hospitals, ICUs filled again colleague of mine fighting for his life right now. I mean, this is, thought it was past. I was getting ready to go to Europe for a dedication of, of a church with a dear colleague of mine. And right before, well, you know, we got the tickets ready to go. Would have been a week or two from now and then get word. No, actually, uh, America has been put on the high risk list and X number of things have to be done in order for you to go. Otherwise you have to quarantine and so that's changed things dramatically. More lockdowns. I mean, you've got countries like Australia with massive lockdowns and, and helicopters patrolling, making sure that you know, people are abiding by the lockdowns. And so that trauma, the trauma on the kids, education questions, and on and on. So that's, that's rocked our world again. And then questions about the vaccines remain and back and forth, the country being divided over that. Uh, you know, and you got preachers standing up saying, you will not get vaccine. You will not wear a mask in our church. And others saying, you will not come anywhere near us unless you have a vaccine and a mask. And so that's continued to, to boil. Again, all 2021, these, these are, I'm not just picking, you know, Kanye and Kim got divorced. And I'm not talking about things that are just in the news. I'm talking about things of, of national interest, of international interest. Uh, and, and, and then Governor Cuomo, superstar Governor Cuomo, wins an Emmy for his news conferences about COVID. And this is, as some are accusing him of gross negligence and, and blaming the deaths of, of thousands of elderly New Yorkers on his policies. Because remember what happened, 
that there was a concern there's going to be a massive rush of patients needing hospital beds, needing beds in ICU, and you had a number of elderly patients there, so got to clear them out to make room for the young people and the others, so that's a, that's a deeply flawed policy to start, you know, making that value judgment about which life is more valuable or whatever. So they were now sent to nursing homes, and then it spread through the nursing homes. So there are people saying that's, that's murder of thousands of people. But he gets an Emmy Award and you know, book deal and all of this, and then s- sexual harassment accusations reach the point he's going to be indicted, and he has to resign. I mean, he's one of the most powerful political leaders in America, the son of Mario Cuomo, his brother Chris Cuomo on CNN constantly talked about as a potential presidential candidate. Now he has to resign in disgrace. And then you have in California, Governor Gavin Newsom, who wins by a landslide and has been a popular figure, you know, from his days as mayor of San Francisco, issuing same-sex, quote, marriage licenses years ago. Now there's a vote for recall, and it's, it's neck and neck as to whether the, the majority of Californians are going to say, yeah, we, we want a recall here, just sick and tired of his policies and the effect of his policies and blaming him for a lot of the problems in California. If you look at the fastest growing states in America, no, California is not one where everyone's moving into. To the contrary, many are moving out of. I was talking to someone that moved his organization from California to Nashville. And, and he explained that the vast majority of his staff was very happy to make the move because things are so shut down and constricted there. Okay. And, and then on, on a more popular, broader level, you, you've got the, the ongoing insanity of cancel culture. Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, the beloved children's author, has six of his books banned. Six books banned because of political incorrectness and and alleged racist uh, stereotyping. And then you have the man who had been the leading voice of the conservative movement for many, many years in terms of a media voice, Rush Limbaugh, dies of cancer. Again, just just major things that happened that impacted many lives. And and then you get to the events of, of recent days. So our completely botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. Again, regardless of you agreed with, if you agreed with President Trump's policy and what was negotiated and where things were going, whether you agreed with that or not, there seems to be virtually universal agreement that President Biden completely botched the withdrawal. As Trump said, first, get all our people out, then get all our equipment out, then destroy the bases, then get the military out, instead of the military leaves first and leaves all the equipment. I mean, the Taliban, they now have some of the most sophisticated military equipment in the world in large numbers. And, and, and then, as a result of the chaos, the suicide bombing takes the lives of 13 of our American soldiers. You see the pictures of these young people, men and women, folks in their 20s, married, doing their best to serve the country, serve the people of Afghanistan, and absolute tragedy, suicide bomb, kills many, many others, including... 13 of our own. And you add to that. Now, according to reports, as we got reports of another potential suicide bombing at the airport. So we take out the suicide bomber with a drone attack. But according to reports I've read, because of the amount of explosives in the vehicle, the explosion killed 
others, including a family with several children. So it's just, it's, it's a painful, difficult time, a time of shaking of people. And latest reports I've read that are getting wide circulation say that the Taliban met with military leaders of America not that long ago and said, okay, we have two choices. You can control Kabul and the airport and we'll take the rest of the country or you just take the airport. And according to this, military intelligence said, all we need is the airport, we're good. You see what's coming of that. And now, Louisiana, on the anniversary of Katrina, gets hit by a massive hurricane. Landfall considered perhaps the worst we've been hit with, Hurricane Ida. And the pictures there, just everywhere you look online, here's, here's a nurse standing in the hospital videotaping as the roof on another part of the building gets ripped off by the hurricane and the debris comes smashing towards the window. This is a year of great shaking. Great pain for many. What is God doing in the midst of it? We'll be right back. Give us strength to always do what's right. It's the line of fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. We know, we know in the world that Satan is at work. He's always at work to destroy lives. He's always at work to deceive. He's always at work to seduce. He's always at work to, to pull people away from God's purposes, to destroy their lives. We understand that. That's an always. We also understand that people are at work. People are doing things, making choices. We also know that there are circumstances that arise as a result of that. In other words, you do this, it sets that in motion. We also know that God is at work question is, what is God doing in the midst of the chaos? What is God doing in the midst of the storm? 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. This is Michael Brown. Welcome to the line of fire. Look, my goal is never to excite you into a state of worry and panic. My goal may be at times to awaken you, or to stir your heart to give you an awareness of what's happening in the world around us, and then to say, okay, what do we do? What do we do about it? How do we respond? What is God saying? What, what does God want us to do in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the craziness? So if the scenario that I set before you is negative, well, it is negative. There's a lot of pain out there, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, many people asking questions they haven't asked, many, many people grieving and, and not knowing what's coming tomorrow. It, it, it really is a time of upheaval. Now, for sure, there have been times of far greater upheaval in world history. We understand that. And there's some parts of the world, if you look at, say, what happened to Yemen or Libya or, or Syria or Lebanon in recent years, or, or Iraq, for that matter, the upheaval there, the places where ISIS has raised its head, other parts of the world that have been hit by civil war, the, the ravaging effects of war and upheaval have been far greater there. But then you add in, now they're dealing with COVID also, and they're dealing with the other uncertainties. It's, it is one thing after another, and the picture that we painted in the first segment is, is just a representative sampling of the biggest things that came to mind as I sat with my team and we reflected back on the year thus far. But, but God is not sitting idly by. God is not saying, oh, I, this is so terrible. What am I going to do? I wish I could do something. But sometimes we act as if that was God. 
we act as if he was wishing or hoping or just sitting idly by, kind of wringing his hands, and, oh, it's really bad. No, number one, God always sits enthroned as king. He is always worthy of worship. And in his presence is not fullness of fear, fullness of terror, fullness of anxiety, but fullness of joy. And Philippians 4, 6 through 8, which I just learned listening to a book by Max Lucado, Be Anxious for Nothing, uh, that, that Kindle, if you're reading an ebook on Amazon, it can track what you're reading, right? So if you're reading it on your cell phone and you get home, you want to read it on your e-reader or on your computer, so it's going to track where you've been. And then if you highlight something, it notes that, and, and it can be shared with others. So you're reading a book, and you may not have asked for this, but it's like, why is that underlined on my book? Oh, it's underlined to tell you that, that this is a commonly underlined passage. So according to Max Lucado, Max Lucado, the Bible is the most highlighted book on Kindle. So it has more highlights with it, more people underlining things as they're reading. And according to Max Lucado, the number one most highlighted passage is in Philippians, the fourth chapter. And these verses, verses 6 through 8 in particular, where Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. That, that is a key passage Then verse 8 telling us what to meditate on and think on if we want our hearts to be at peace and, and our minds to be pure and, and wholesome. But, but here's, here's the point. The, God, in the midst of the craziness, is worthy of worship. God remains good. And when we put everything in his hands— you may not get answers. You may not get solutions immediately, but you get peace. And it's not a false peace. It's the peace of knowing God and knowing that he's in control. Now, many things happen contrary to his will. In other words, he gives us freedom of choice. Many things happen contrary to what he desires. That's why he grieves over those things. And he gives us those freedoms, and then we are accountable for those freedoms. And yet, if we know him, we can trust our lives to him regardless of what the devil is doing, regardless of what human beings are doing, also knowing, in addition to that, that God himself is at work, that there's certain things he may be bringing as judgments, that there are other things he may be doing to counteract what Satan is doing. But for sure, he is working. What does Jesus say in John 7 when he's asked about healing a man on the Sabbath? He says, my father is working up until now, and so am I. So the father is always working and always carrying out his plan. And, and, and in the midst of what seems like craziness, the kingdom of God is being advanced. Uh, I'm hearing more and more reports from more and more people around the country about the Holy Spirit being poured out and many people being saved. I'm hearing that a lot. I was talking to an international leader, well-respected international leader last week. And I said, I, I know that I know that I know that this is happening and it's going to spread all over America. And I, I saw this army of evangelists in my mind's eye. A few years back, I saw tents all over America. I saw evangelists on the streets and in church buildings preaching and equipping the saints. And I saw that's, that's the antidote for the madness and the craziness and the upheaval that, that we're currently experiencing. It's the gospel. Yeah, the gospel and Christian action lived out. Yes, not either or. The gospel includes living out our faith, 
but preaching the gospel, awakening in the church and preaching the gospel to the lost and seeing people come to faith. Because to the extent we can step away from the politics of the moment, to the extent we can step away from the current events and preach Jesus in a nonpartisan way, you're saved or you're lost, you're in or you're out, you're a child of God or child of the devil, you're under the power of sin or you've been forgiven of sin through Jesus. To the extent we can do that, people, people are ready. People are hungry. People are thirsty. People have questions. People know there's got to be more. People are uncertain. And, and we are saying, hey, the reality is we all need God. We just realize it more now. And I said this to my friend. I said, I, I, I know that, that something is rising. He goes, oh, of that, I'm sure. Of that, I'm sure. So I want to read to you from Hebrews 12. Then we'll take some calls and talk about a bunch of other things. Hebrews chapter 12. It's, it's contrasting Mount Sinai, this physical mountain you could come to, and, and that was burning with fire. And, and God's judgment was on those who would, who would dare get too close. And then the heavenly Zion that we've come to and the glorious scene there. Now, Hebrews 12, 25, as a result of that, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? So he's saying, because we've come to the heavenly Zion rather than to the earthly Mount Sinai, the stakes are higher. At that time, Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And we've not seen that yet. Any shakings we've had are minor compared to the final shaking. The words, once more, indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4.24, quoted here in Hebrews 12.29. Okay, let me apply that to us right now. Let me apply that to human beings in every generation in which we've lived. When things in our world shake, they reveal what's really there. They, they reveal the real state of things. When a couple that has a fragile marriage goes through real, real serious trials, often that marriage falls apart. A couple with a solid marriage goes through that same trial and they draw closer together as a result. Someone full of fear and anxiety during times of national crisis, they're, they're just an inch away from a heart attack, it seems, just because they're so, hey, what's going on? No, just the panic. I'm not putting someone down. I'm just saying that that's what happens. Someone else full of faith, when, when the shaking comes, the fearful things happen, they rise up in confidence. We can trust God. We can trust God. So it's just like the refiner's fire in Malachi 3. The, the refiner's fire, and that's how the Messiah came to Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. The refiner's fire brings to the surface what's really there. So you throw in silver, gold, looks good, looks fine, but the fire is so hot that, that it, it separates the, the gold, the silver. It separates these, these expensive items from the dross, from the, the mixture. And that dross, the impurities rise up to the surface and then are skimmed away. And now you have the real, real deal. So what's happening now is the shaking, the ongoing chaos, the uncertainty, 
the mile a minute of constant updates and news and you know, you get on social media feed and the first, pray for this one's sick, this one just died, this one, it's just one thing after another of, of the suffering that's out there, the pain that's out there. It is, a, it is, friends, a ripe time to talk about God's unshakable kingdom because we who know the Lord in the midst of the chaos, the confusion, the pain, in the midst of that, we are shouting out, there's a better way. You can be certain, secure, forever. You can have a personal relationship with God. You can actually learn to take refuge in him. Think of that. Take refuge in God. That, that it's just like going into a cave on the side of the mountain and you go in there and you're out from the rain and the elements. Just that real, except more so. Let us take refuge in the Lord. Let us find strength in him and let's go tell a dying world, here's the water of life. We have a better way. We'll be right back. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. The Lord is our rock. That's not just religious talk. The Lord is our rock. We find security in Him. We find strength in Him. And in Him, we need never be shaken. This is Michael Brown. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hey, you get my emails? Yeah, I've been asking more recently because I, I realize that many folks listen to us, watch us, and don't get my emails. I believe they'll be a blessing to you. If you like the broadcast, you'll love what you get in the email content because once a week, we'll let you know, here are the articles we publish. There are only about five new articles a week on cutting-edge issues. So whatever is happening in the world around us, we're seeking to get a kingdom perspective and, and posting that. So uh, the articles each week, and then you'll get another email with the videos. Because in addition to the Line of Fire broadcast, we, we will post special videos, sometimes excerpts from the Line of Fire, sometimes special talks that I've given, other videos we specially prepare. And it's hard to keep up with everything because we put out a lot. This way, one email, boom. And then normally the first of the week, we'll let you know, hey, we've got a brand new resource is available now. Or, hey, we've got this special resource off we put together for you. So take a moment, go to askdrbrown.org. If you can do it right now, I, as long as you're not driving your car or breaking the rules at work, if you're working, why are you listening? But, but anyway, uh, as long as you can do it, do it right now. I will not be offended if you sign up for emails while listening to the broadcast. AskDrBrown, ASKDRBrown.org. Click on email. And when you click on it, just put in your first name, last name, address if you like, and then your email address. And immediately we want to send you a free mini book, Seven Secrets of the Real Messiah, and a uh, few other really neat things we're going to surprise you with when you connect with us, more about my testimony and background. So make sure you do that. All right, I, I want to go to the phones, 866-34-TRUTH. Talk about reality in the world in which I live, we live. Uh, just looking at, at this website, uh, Foundation for Economic Education, FEE, established, what, 1946? Is that right? Yeah. Um, Rand Paul sent this out to people today, Senator Rand Paul. Harvard epidemi ep epidemiologist says the case 
for COVID vaccine passports was just demolished. New research found that natural immunity offers exponentially more protection than COVID-19 vaccines. So this is Harvard uh, published, Harvard professor. Um, I'm not an expert on this. I had one doctor on, one medical doctor, months back, who raised very, very serious concerns against the vaccine. I'm going to have a PhD in chemistry on, a young earth creationist, who feels very strongly that the vaccines are good. Uh, I'm doing my best to say, hey, here's information. You make an informed decision. Pray for wisdom. Do the research. And try not to be moved by two extremes. The extreme of fear. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's going to get me. It's going to get. It's going to get my family. It's going to get everybody. It's oh no! The extreme of fear, which I can understand, especially if you've lost people close to you, or the extreme of presumption. That vaccine nothing's going to touch me. No disease is going to touch me. I don't even think about anything because people have made that very proclamation and died. Well, they're not me. They're only my faith. Well, that's what they said. So. You can say, I'm really trusting God, and I believe that's the best course of action. Well, fine, it's not, you pray, you, you, you do what is right before the Lord based on doing the research you can and asking God for wisdom and getting counsel from others you can, because the one side is, you put this in your body, you're perfectly healthy, you might hurt yourself for life, you might get heart condition, you might have some other disease that comes as a result of this because there have not been long-term studies, or... You don't put this in your body and you die of COVID. I mean, the, it's not like a game. It's not like you, you bet 50 cents on, on which team is going to win in the Little League game. It's like, ah, all right, here's the 50 cents. No, no, we're talking about people's lives. And unfortunately, things are so politicized, even within the church, that we need to step back, take a deep breath, trust our lives afresh. Lord, I belong to you. And then ask him for wisdom, and make informed decisions. Don't stick your head in the sand, waiting for everything to pass by. Don't respond by fear. Don't let some preacher intimidate you. Either way, step back, get your head clear, make an informed decision. All right, with that, and speaking of Harvard, all right, uh, guys, pull up my, my recent article on Harvard. I'm going to come to that next. I'm sure there's some good coming out of Harvard and spiritually some nonsense as well. Okay, let's go over to Terry in Rock Island, Illinois. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Thanks for calling. Hello, Dr. Brown. How are you, sir? Just fine, thanks. <clears throat> just want to <clears throat> just want to like you know, encourage you. I got a little bit of a break from work. I'm one of those um, nurses that's working in the medical field, pulling a lot of hours because mm. of short staffing and the co- and the COVID variant just flooding through. But 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 I I recently caught up on on a broadcast you did on vaccines and how the church should respond and it was really okay. helped me clear up a lot. Well, Terry, first so first thank you for your yes, service. Sir. And bef- you. before we go on, can I ask you a question? So you where sure you can. are in Illinois and your colleagues, uh, you are seeing a real spike in terms of hospitalizations and people in ICU. Uh, if so, how long has that been going on? It's been it's been going for about a few months, sir. Right now, <clears throat> we're seeing. I'm unfortunately we're seeing a few more younger people come in. You know, praise the Lord, they've all been able to be fully recovered. Okay. But <clears throat> they've all had a little lesson that you know maybe 
they were all like a lot of them, you know, with the, I know a lot of mainstream media says that there's an anti-vaccine spike and people being hospitalized. And uh, my and what I've seen, that is true. So a lot of people are like, going, I wish I would have gotten the vaccine. And I'm like, well, I wish I could have had more of a conversation with you. I'm just a nurse. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. That's what a doctor would tell you later on. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so, Terry, aside from expressing appreciation, was there anything you wanted to share or a question you wanted to raise? <clears throat> well, yes. <clears throat> One of the things I was really concerned, you know, when vaccines started rolling out, I had a lot of questions. And unfortunately, I had a lot of negative responses to the vaccine saying, don't take this. You don't need this. This is a precursor to the mark of the beast. There's a mark of the beast. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, so. But unfortunately, the Lord had a lot of good people around me, a lot of godly men to be like, now hold on, let's look at the Bible. What's the Bible saying? I'm like, okay, Revelation 14, this well says, you know, that it's going to happen later on during the tribulation that the mark will be introduced. Yeah, and, and, yeah Terry, the, right, the simple thing when they say this is the mark of the beast, say it can't be the mark of the beast because we don't have a beast yet. Yes, <laughs> that's, the, that's the simple and answer. Yet, if you're a pre-trip. Yeah, if if you were pre-trib, that would be the view. If maybe not be mm-hmm. not being pre-trib would be a different view. But but either way, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- again, it's the extremes. If yes, based sir. on science, someone has concerns, we don't have long-term mm-hmm. studies. Look, I just looked at a comment from from uh, uh, Avril on Facebook. Hospitals are filling up with COVID patients. Hospitals are not filling up with COVID vaccine victims. So on the mm-hmm. one hand from everything we know, that's very, very true. And, and I've, Nancy and I have lost friends to COVID. There's, there's no laughing matter. I mean, you're an eyewitness. Mm-hmm. On yes, the flip sir. side, yes, Terry, what do you make of this? I've heard now from two different people working directly with people in hospitals. So not like fourth hand. In other words, the person said, no, it's my relative or, or my friend that works in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And both yes. of them have been told if someone comes in with COVID, but they've had the vaccine put them in a different category because we don't want that to show the same way. And that's, that's a separate subject, but I mean, so we step back and think, who do we believe or what do we believe? Or, you know, are things being accurately uh, reported about, about deaths because of the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Is that being suppressed? So, you know, people just, they, they want yes, accurate information. That's the key, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, sir. Well, for what I can, for what I can, for what I can t- tell you, without breaking any HIPAA laws or work policy, there has been no falsification or segregating of <clears throat> of uh, co- people coming in with COVID. The only thing that is being reported is the result afterwards. Like they will say, people who have come in unvaccinated are having a very, very rough time. Maybe long-term respiratory damage or heart damage. Some, you know, and unfortunately, unfortunately, there are some deaths. And as we see now, some people have come in who are vaccinated and they come out surviving. They come out. Right. So that's right. I mean, I've, I've heard that repeatedly, but that's that's your own observation as well. Yeah. And you're saying that when you say young people, you unfortunately been seeing young people, but thankfully all of them have recovered. Uh, what yes, what ages are you talking about, Terry? I would say like about <clears throat> I would say the youngest we've had six years old. Wow. Yeah, but praise the Lord, fully recovered. But right. it was a panic moment for the parents, and of course we gotta like treat it, you know, as such, because we don't, because <clears throat> we want to like preserve the, ch- the child's life. And of course, teenagers come in, and we're like, okay, you're having a rough passage right now, but for one, just hang out with us for a while, and 
you know, we're just going to take care of you the best we can. And then just from, uh, you're not giving medical advice to the general public, but just your, no, sir. your experience in terms of what you've seen. If someone gets the symptoms, uh, then the first thing to do, aside from pray immediately, is act yes, on sir. it, right? Get a test and then right. do something immediately because the sooner it's addressed, the better. Is, is that accurate? That is very accurate. You can get a home test from any drugstore right now and just keep them on hand. And it looks like a lollipop with like a little insert card and you get a Q-tip. You'll swab it in like as, as according to instructions. You'll put it in, close it, wait like 10, 15 minutes, and you will have a pretty accurate result if you have COVID or not. Got it. So just and having... You call a- your doctor saying, this is what I did. This is what my test results show and let them direct you from there. Got it. But yeah, you don't have to go in to a hospital or a doctor to see if you have COVID. You can get COVID tests and keep them on hand at home, just and like as, any other medication. As far as you know, those are fairly accurate? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they are. Got and it. Even like in, like in my workplace, vaccinated or unvaccinated, we have to be tested per weekly because of the volume of COVID patients that we work. Right, that you see. So they hey. don't want to take chances. Uh, Terry, may, may the Lord strengthen you there on the front lines. May he use you to bring life and hope. And again, let's not react to extremes. The fact is we're dealing with a, a deadly, deadly virus. The question is, what's the best way to handle it? What's the best way to save lives? And where is the government guilty of overreach and going too far? When is the government giving good recommendations? Let us act with wisdom as the people of God. Hey, Terry, thanks for the call and the kind words. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us, friends, on the broadcast, 866-34-TRUTH. First half of the broadcast, I talked about the craziness of what's happening in 2021 and then the question of what is God doing in the midst of it. Now, we've we focused a bit more on COVID now. And looking at a comment, another comment posted on, on Facebook, guys, just scroll up the tiniest drop right there from Deborah. It's crazy to believe hospitals all across the country are fabricating information. It's also insulting to hardworking healthcare workers. Deborah, absolutely, for those on the ground who say, what are you talking about? This never happens. It's utterly outrageous. It seemed like a slap in the face and, and one of these conspiratorial myths. And, and then I meet people and say, no, no, I'm telling you firsthand. I know it through my, my sister who does that. So, you know, we're constantly faced with the stuff of where's the truth? Who's reliable? And, and who has an agenda? And then again, for the most part, right, the people on the ground, they're the ones risking their lives. They're the ones working the extra hours to try to save lives. So as, as one colleague said, a medical colleague, that the closer you get to touching people, the closer you get to the caring for the patients, the more the people involved in the medical profession are, are caring people. I can't, I can't imagine 
that that someone who has no sympathy for suffering people and doesn't care at all about that is going to work at, at, as a nurse changing bedpans for for some patient caring for some 93-year-old person and cleaning them and you know, I, I can't imagine that they would just do that because it's a good living. Uh, you know, they're, they're making sacrifices. And so many, when my, when my mom was sick at the end of her life, I was just blown away. I, I was really blown away by the care of the nurses in the hospital right at the end. Just, I, I, I couldn't thank them enough. That's my mom. And, and you're doing all this for my mom. And, and, and she was one of millions that they've cared for, corporately speaking, over the years. But my colleague also said the higher up the food chain you get, the more you're at the executive level in big pharma, the more there's greed and other things driving stuff. And, you know, Americans just trying to sort out what's what in the midst of this. But again, I urge you, avoid extremes. This is the mark of the beast. Or you're going to be dead tomorrow if you're not vaccinated. Or if you're vaccinated, don't come near our church because we're faith people. Avoid the silliness. We got people's lives on the line here. Also mentioned earlier in the show, a fascinating warning from Charles Finney going back to 1836. I think I'm going to save that for tomorrow. And I mentioned Harvard and a study out of Harvard just saying now that, that or a Harvard professor now saying that natural immunity after getting COVID is far, far, far more effective than, than uh, the vaccines as far, as far as fighting the Delta variant, which reminded me of an article that I wrote over the weekend got posted uh, this morning when Harvard hired an atheist to be the chief university chaplain. Yeah. Harvard University hired an atheist, a rabbi, a humanist rabbi, Rabbi Epstein, to be the chief university chaplain. I'm not making this up. This is not a poor joke. This really happened as i posted this article someone messaged me on facebook saying you know when i was earning my thm at harvard there was one of the famous leaders there professors christian leaders there reverend peter gomes one of the most influential black christians in america was an out and proud gay man teaching morality and ethics yeah so this is no surprise but it's it's not a bad joke. Let, let me read from, from the article. So Harvard, when it's founded in 1636, it had different mottos. One, Veritas Christo et Ecclesiae, truth for Christ and church, or in Christum Glorion, to the glory of Christ. This was Harvard at its, at its founding. It existed to train a literate clergy. But here in New York Post reports, Harvard University's organization of chaplains is getting a new president, to coordinate the campus's Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Buddhist, and assorted other religious communities, only the new president, 44-year-old Greg Epstein, does not identify with any of those traditional religions himself. He's an atheist. So this is what, what quote, Rabbi Epstein said to New York Times, quote, There's a rising group of people who no longer identify with any religious tradition but still experience a real need for conversation and support around what it means to be a good human and live an ethical life. We don't look to God for answers. We are each other's answers. Okay. That, if that's your philosophy of life, 
We don't look to a God. We look to each other. That's your business. It's between you and God, even if you don't believe he exists. If you say we can lead a good ethical life without God, right, you want to seek to demonstrate that and live that out, that's, that's your business. Just don't be a chaplain. <laughs> just, you know, it's, if someone decides to, meet, to, to eat meat and they want to advocate the importance of eating meat and how wonderful it is to eat meat and even advocate a carnivore diet, fine. Just don't run to be the president of your local PETA branch and, and your college campus. Or if, if you're a Muslim and you believe that Allah is the way and, and that's your belief and the Quran is God's word and that's between you and God, just don't run to be the president of the Hillel Club, the Jewish club on your campus. <clears throat> Here, a, a chaplain, by definition, needs to be a religious leader. Let me give you a couple of quotes here. Um, Merriam-Webster website offers these four definitions for chaplain. A clergyman in charge of a chapel, a clergyman officially attached to a branch of the military, to an institution, to a family or court, a person chosen to conduct religious exercises, as at a meeting or a club or society, a clergyman appointed to assist a bishop, as at a liturgical function. According to dictionary.com, a chaplain is one of the ecclesiastics or clergyman attached to the chapel of a royal court, college, etc., to a military unit, a person who says the prayer, invocation, etc., for an organization or at an assembly. And the military website states that the chaplain's responsibilities include performing religious rites, conducting worship services, providing confidential counseling, and advising commanders on religious, spiritual, and moral matters. Chaplains are commissioned officers stationed wherever there are military members, including combat environments. Again, that's for military chaplains. But if you don't believe in God, friends, you can't do any of this. Okay, let's, chaplain, would you lead us in prayer? What does an atheist prayer sound like? Now, I'm not saying someone who is an atheist cannot have for themselves a coherent worldview, cannot have values, cannot have things that they believe are important, and, and that we might agree with many of those things. I'm not saying that, that an atheist, by being an atheist, is therefore a mean person or a nasty person or a hateful person. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying if you're an atheist, then you believe that what is material is the only thing that exists. If you're a consistent atheist, that there is no other world. There is no spiritual realm. So if we ask an atheist chaplain to pray, you cannot pray to a god or to gods or to the spirit out there because in your view, there is no spirit out there. There are no gods. There is no god. So it's what a prayer sound like. What kind of religious exercise could you have? I mean, it is utterly, absolutely, on the surface of things and in the depth of things, utterly absurd. That's the world we live in today. Oh, and by the way, you know how controversial this was at Harvard? Greg Epstein was elected unanimously to the position. Now, you might say, you don't understand, Mike, he's, he's a good organizer. He can bring different groups together. Okay, then appoint him as an administrator, not the chief university chaplain. <clears throat> By the way, it, it's, it's even more absurd to be an atheist rabbi. Now, I, I debated a reform rabbi many, many years ago, Rabbi Silver in Florida. And, and he was... He was borderline atheist, if not atheist. He told me that even for reform, he was 
way to the left. And after we finished our opening presentations, I got up and said, the biggest difference between Rabbi Silver and me is that I believe the Hebrew Scriptures are the Word of God. He doesn't. And people gasped, like, how dare I say that? And then he yelled out, that's right. So he did not believe the Hebrew Bible is the Word of God. And he was a rabbi. So there is, there is no Judaism unless God rescues the Jewish people out of Egypt, the Israelites, unless he appears to us, unless he had made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, unless he appeared to us at Mount Sinai and gave us his Torah, unless he called us and gave us the prophets. And so There is no Judaism. Now, I know people have argued for atheistic Judaism or radical reconstructionist, reconstructionist Judaism based on other ethics and values. But bottom line, bottom line, there's no such thing as Judaism without a God who called the people of Israel. But the good news is, this is the environment there, and it's become more clear. In other words, there's nothing hidden. The Harvard of old that existed to train illiterate clergy in here. Let, let me just read this to you. One of the, one of the goals for, for uh, in order to graduate with a basic degree in arts, not theology, the student had to be able, quote, to logically explain the Holy Scriptures, both of the Old and New Testament, and be blameless in life and character. The great goal to know God in Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. May God spark a revival at Harvard. And in the midst of the wokeness and in the midst of the deception, may the Holy Spirit of truth arise at Harvard. Another program powered by the Truth Network.